Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Hello, dear friends. How are you doing today? We are coming to the close of a year, to the opening of a new year. I'm always thankful that uh, there are these 12 months and then we start a new year. And at the end of the year, I have two things. I have a treasure chest and I have a garbage bin. I don't know about you, but I have a treasure chest and a garbage bin. And then it's good to put all the fond and wonderful experiences and memories in the treasure chest and those we take to the new year. But all the garbage and misery and pain and suffering and all those things that were said that were maybe not so kind or nice or our mistakes and failings, we put it in the garbage bin and we leave it in the old year. Yes, only take the good stuff with you and build that treasure house full of these wonderful experiences and memories of what God has done for you. And he has done great things. Oh, maybe you can only see the darkness in this past year. And it's been a difficult year. I know for many, it's been a tremendous challenge this year. But through it all, try to see and find out how God lifted you up, carried you, took you from one place to the other, helped you, was there with your suffering, feeling with you, having compassion with you. He brought you to this day. Hallelujah. And take those thoughts and feelings of his goodness and kindness with you in the treasure chest and all that pain and suffering. Leave it behind and let's believe for a new great year with wonderful things that God will do for us because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Remember Jesus every day of the new year. I want to encourage you. Think of Jesus Remember Jesus. It says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8, Remember Jesus Christ, the ever-living Lord who has risen from the dead. Yes, he is alive. Hallelujah. He is alive today, tomorrow, and forever, and he's alive with you. It says in Joshua chapter 3, verse 4, However, there shall be a distance between you and the ark of about 3,000 feet. Do not come near it so that you may be able to see the ark and know the way you are to go, for you have not passed this way before. There is a new year before us. And well, we have found out in the past few years that who knows what the year can bring. I'm saying it with a little laugh in my voice because whoever expected the things that happened in the previous years. I don't think anyone prophesied it in such a way that we knew this was going to happen right now the way that it happened. It surprised us all in this way, but praise God that God did great things in these years. Let's think of that. Well, this scripture is saying, in other words also, don't lose sight of the ark. Keep it in sight. Well, they had to keep a certain distance But let us not keep a distance with Jesus Christ. Let's keep our eyes focused on him firmly for this new year. Because we have not passed this way before. We don't know what is before us. We don't know what is to come. But he knows everything. 
Oh, he steps into the beyond. He steps into what is there, and he has already been there, and he takes us there. Let us follow him and be near to him and never lose sight of him. And there's a few points that I just want to ask you to remember in these days that are before us in the year that is coming. Every day, remember his message concerning sin. Yes, this is something that also needs to be taught and something that I need to touch upon. Jesus said that sin is from the devil. In John 8 verse 44, he says, you are of your father, the devil, and it is your will to practice the desires which are characteristic of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks what is natural to him, for he is a liar and the father of lies and half-truths. Well, I know this is a harsh word here, but I want to encourage you today to live holy for him. And if you want to live holy for him, you must think of sin as something that is evil, something that is bad. Don't get accustomed to the spirit that is in society now with these half-truths and lies, and they're getting away with it, and they're only getting richer by it, and they think, well, what is there to say about this lifestyle or this way of doing business or this way of of leading, be it a country or, or, or a business, what is wrong with it? We are enriching ourselves. And well, it, it seems that this is a way to be blessed, but that's not the way for the long term to be blessed. No, somewhere the bill will be presented. And if you don't want to sin, you need to think of sin, lying, cheating, unholiness, and well, it can be small sins. We can call it white lies. We can call it whatever you want to call it, but keep a distance from sin and stay close to Jesus. The closer you be to Jesus, the further away you will be from sin. Oh, stay near to him. Jesus said that whoever commits sin is a servant of sin. In John 8 verse 34, he said, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, everyone who practices sin habitually is a slave of sin. You don't want to be a slave. Oh, these days with all these protests going on about things of the past and the terrible time in history of slavery, and they are condemning it, and they want people to condemn it, and they want to change, but it's going on today, and it's always been going on. Slavery, people are a slave of sin. You don't want to be a slave of sin. You want to be free, not free to be a sinner, but free to be a saint, to be someone who is near to Jesus. So see that there is a danger there, that if you go into those sins, you will be a slave of it, and only the blood of Jesus can set you free. Hallelujah. Jesus said that the sinner would be beaten with many stripes in Luke 12, verse 47. And the servant who knew his master's will and yet did not get ready or act in accord with this will, will be beaten with many lashes of the whip. Why did I choose this verse? Well, my dear friend, I see many people who are suffering because of their life of sin 
and they don't know how to get rid of it. They don't even know that it's because of their sin that they are in that suffering and that they are a slave to it and that that evil taskmaster, the devil, he is ruling over them and he's making their life miserable. Oh, this year, let us make a decision not to live under the burdens of our sin, but to cast it all upon Jesus, to ask forgiveness and to ask the help of the Holy Spirit to live right and righteous and holy and acceptable before him that blessings may come and that the curses will be broken. Oh, hallelujah, my dear friend. In this new year, let us walk as free people, people who have been made free by the Son of God and who enjoy that freedom and share that freedom with others. Every day of this new year, remember his message concerning love to others. Yes, love grows cold. And we are living in a harsh society where people are against each other, brother against brother. And we see it in the nations in the world today. And it's because of all these difficulties and people don't know how to get out. And and the new rules and things are just making people to rise up against each other. They're not satisfied, but we need to love our neighbors. We need to love those that are around us. Jesus wants us to love others as he loved us. In John 13, verse 34, he says, I am giving you a new commandment that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, so you too are to love one another. He doesn't say just love each other the way you want to love each other. He doesn't say love each other according to what the world describes as love. And it's not the fleshly love, but he says, you need to love another the way that I loved you. Well, that lays the standard very high for us. That puts the standard high. But let us not say it's too high. I cannot do it because his love poured out in your heart, in your life, will help you and enable you to love your neighbor as he loved us. He also wants us to love, listen to this, our enemies. Oh, wow. Our enemies. Yes, Matthew 5, verse 44. But I say to you, love that is unselfishly, seek the best or higher good for your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. It's easy to love your enemy in China or in Russia or in some nation that is thousands of miles away. And, uh, well, you can pray, Lord, help me to love the Chinese or help me to love whatever nation, whatever people that is far from you. And you can say, well, by the grace and the help of the Lord, I'm able to love them as you see them as your enemies. But, oh, what about those that are around you? those that you are confronted with daily, those that make your life difficult, that neighbor that puts its garbage bag in front of your door each day. <laughs> you can see them as an enemy sometimes. And oh, sometimes we make an enemy out of people and it's just small things, but we see them as a great foe. But the Bible says, Jesus says and commands us that we will love them and we will pray for those that make life miserable for us. Oh, I tell you, you will be made free 
if you start to exercise this commandment. Oh, he also tells us that love for others is our mark of true discipleship. Yes, if you say, I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ, I'm a son of God, a daughter of God, then listen to what he says in John 13, verse 35. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love and own selfish concern for one another. Yes, oh, it is a symbol, it is a signal. Every day, remember his message concerning prayer. He teaches us to pray with importunity. In Luke 18, verse 1, it says, Now Jesus was telling the disciples a parable to make the point that at all times they ought to pray and not give up and lose heart. Oh, Jesus is making a point, and he wants to make a point in your life that you will pray daily. You will pray as much as you can constantly in communication and fellowship through the Holy Spirit with him. Oh, that would make your life so much happier and better and help you to overcome those obstacles. He teaches that believers should pray secretly. Yes, in the inner room, not everything is to be shouted from the rooftop. In Matthew 6, verse 6, But when you pray, go into your most private room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Yes, believe that when you pray in secret, in silence, at home, in that special place, or wherever you are, that you can find time alone with Him. Oh, as you pray for those immense problems of the world and the small things in your life that he hears and he answers. He gives assurance to believers concerning prayer. In John 14, 14, if you ask me anything in my name as my representative, I will do it. Your prayer time, it's not time spent in vain. He hears and he answers and he will do Hallelujah. Believe it and trust him. Well, every day of this year, remember his message concerning stewardship. Jesus has appointed believers as stewards. In Mark 13, verse 34, it says, It's like a man away on a journey, who when he left home, put his servants in charge, each with his particular task, and also ordered the doorkeeper to be continually alert. Sometimes we forget that we are stewards, stewards of the kingdom of God. Well, when you think of a steward, what are you thinking of? Are you only thinking of finances and money? You are stewards of so much more. You are stewards of the pure doctrine. You are stewards of the teaching of the Holy Spirit, about the Holy Spirit. You are stewards for the church and the continuation of the church. You are stewards of a holy life and so much more. Oh, how will it be passed on to the new generation? How will they believe in these things that have been taught to us? Oh, how will they believe in a hundred years, in two hundred years, if Jesus tarries, if we are not good stewards of the message of the gospel, of the Bible and the doctrines that are given to us? 
and to live it, not only to talk about it, but to live it in a straight way. Jesus has given a job to each of his stewards. Yes, also to you, my dear friend. In Luke 19, verse 13, it says, So he called ten of his servants and gave them ten minus one piece each, equal to about a hundred days' wages, and said to them, Do business with this until I return. What are you doing with that which God has entrusted to you? Oh, this new year, are you thinking of your home, your new home, of uh, your family or your vacation, your, your car, other things, things you want to achieve, things you want to accomplish in the natural, in this life? I'm not saying this is a sin or this is wrong, but what place does the kingdom of God have? What place does the talent and the thing that God has entrusted to you have in this new year? Are you thinking about it daily or maybe once a month when you put something in the offering plate that is your contribution to the kingdom of God and the continuation of the kingdom? Oh, my dear friend, if you live a life with him, you want to be part of what God is doing and you believe that he has chosen you and he has called you and he has entrusted something to you and you need to do something with it. Don't bury it. Don't leave it lying on the side of the road. Oh, but take it and do business with it and do something with it to the glory of the Lord that it may grow and may be blessed and that it will bear fruit, not just in your life for you to enjoy, but for future generations, for the church at large, for this world that needs you and me so desperately in our days. Jesus teaches that stewardship is a daily task. Yes, my dear friend, in this new year, oh, every day that you live, you have 24 hours. What are you doing with those hours? You're sleeping, you're working, you're eating, you're doing things of uh, entertainment. But what part does the kingdom of God have in your daily life? Make a choice today, my dear friend, to invest it in the kingdom of God. Oh, Jesus was saying to them all, if anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple, he must deny himself. He must set aside selfish interests and take up his cross daily, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come and follow me, believing in me, conforming to my example in living and if need be, suffering or perhaps even dying because of faith in me. Oh, if you take this one verse and make it your verse for this new day, how would things change for you? How would things change in your church, in your city, in the society at large, in this world? Oh, you don't know, my dear friend, what God is able to do through you if you start to realize on a daily basis that you are an ambassador of the kingdom of God, that you are a chosen vessel for this generation, that through you he may show his glory in this world. Oh, I tell you, things would happen and things would change and it would be a blessing to the world and you also yourself would be blessed because of it. 
Or let us quickly pray now and say, Lord, we dedicate this new year to you, and we want to live daily, Lord, daily, not monthly, not half-yearly. We want to live daily in the knowledge of who you are, Lord, knowing you more and more each day, seeing you more and more each day in your glory, oh, revealing yourself to me, but also through me. Oh, Lord, we want to stay far away from sin and never forget that we are just safe and only safe when we are under your covering, keeping our eyes upon you. Oh, Lord, we want to love others. Oh, we don't want to grow cold and harsh, but we want to love those that are near to us, but we also want to love those that are our enemies and making our life difficult. We want them to be blessed by the gospel. Yes, Lord, we want to have a daily prayer life. And Lord, we want to be good stewards of that which you have entrusted to us. And we want to do business with those things. We want them to grow and flourish And yes, Lord, that when that day comes and we will be with you, that you will say, come, my faithful servant. You have been faithful. Go in to the celebration. Oh, hallelujah, Lord, for this new year. Oh, we just ask you that we can, through your Holy Spirit, leave behind us all those things that have hurt us, all those things of the past that are not well and not fine. And, Lord, that we can take with us all those memories of how you were with us and brought us through and blessed us, Lord. We expect a great new year, Lord, because you are great for us. I thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 